0: only
1: man local 58
2: The brainchild of a man by the name of Chris Straub. Back in August of 2018, I uploaded a video, titled, What is Local 58? Back at that point in time, there were just five videos in the series catalog, and I attempted, to the best of my ability, to deduce and construct both a logical timeline and a set of theories that could have explained what this anthology was trying to convey. Since then, you guys have been vocal. It's become somewhat of an expectation to find comments on my posts, videos, and tweets asking about the series. But why? As it turns out, Vocal 58 didn't end a year and a half ago. It never left. According to this myriad of requesters, they've uploaded more since then, and apparently these new videos are pivotal to our investigation. With this in mind, I figured I'd give in. You got me. Let's give it one more run. Tonight, we're tuning in to Manipulative Television. Better known as Local 58. Boo. On Monday, October 28th of 2015, a web cartoonist and online creator by the name of Chris Straub would give birth to a web series by the name of Local 58. Taking place in Mason County, West Virginia, the same region as his other works, Brood Hollow, Candle Cove, and Itch or Falls, Straub has constructed an extremely complex narrative that appears to center on themes surrounding mass suicide, imminent danger, and hypnosis. The series' original home was at a now-defunct website by the name of Local58.info, where curious onlookers would encounter nothing but a simple black screen with the most recent upload front and center. The channel's catalog encompasses just eight videos spread across what they call two seasons. In the mix, we have contingency, you're on the fastest available routes, weather service, show for children, real sleep, sky watching, and two channel trailers a look back, and station ID. For brevity's sake, we won't dive much into the last two, as I don't seem to carry much weights in regards to making headway into this investigation. But rather, we'll hone in on the big six, the main ones that carry the real brunts of what this cryptic broadcast station has to offer. Let's take it back. From the top, Local 58s. Before you go, stay tuned for a quick message. The following footage will contain a full reanalyzation of various network broadcasts that have occurred on our partner station, Local 58. Much of what you'll witness will be material that you've experienced in prior coverage. However, a new angle will be taken, combined with their newest recordings, to ensure that tonight's viewing experience is a pleasant one. If you'd like to skip directly to analysis of the new recordings, please fast forward to the time shown on your television now. Tonight's broadcast is made possible through small contributions made to patreon.com forward slash Nexpo and by viewers like you. Thank you. By far one of the most popular and also most disturbing episodes in the Local 58 catalog, and for good reason. The reason it's up first on our list is due to the fact that, in comparison with each of the other episodes, this one appears to contain the most archaic video distortions. The rough broadcast time period that I deduced from my previous coverage was somewhere in the range of the late 1960s to the early 1970s, which we'll get into in more detail shortly. The video opens up ordinarily, taking place at around 3 a.m., Local 58s wrapping up their broadcast day as normal. But then, things would quickly turn dour. Right after their conclusion message, we're met with a title card. A contingency message reel displayed by the United States Department for the Preservation of American Dignity. This is to be used in the event of a United States complete surrender to insurmountable enemy forces. Public broadcast only upon confirmed condition. That doesn't sound good. Especially if it's shown this late on public access television. Personally, if I were up this late, I'd drop everything I'm doing and tune in. The next frame then displays the following. Contingency message will now begin. Please comply with the following instructions. God bless America. And then we're shown this. My prior statement regarding this taking place during the 1960s is an inaccuracy for the following reason. As we can see, the signature of US President Lyndon B. Johnson appears at the end of the message. If we can recall, his presidency took place between 1963 and 1969, but if we back up and observe the opening title card, we'll notice that the background image contains an astronaut from the Apollo 11 mission. Doing further research on that photo itself reveals that it was taken on August 1st of 1971, effectively cementing the fact that my initial time frame was entirely incorrect. Anyway, after this message, various screens showing flowers, skylines, and American flags are shown, with the following text overlaid onto them. Act immediately. Honor liberty by taking the final and greatest liberty of all. It's a privilege to be called to action. You take America with you. Each will be remembered. Use the method most available to you at this time. Your courage will inspire others. There is nothing to fear. The time has come. Access to a loaded firearm is ideal. Place muzzle upward to roof of mouth. Thank you. Join your neighbors, your family, your God. As a citizen, you must act now. Local law enforcement has been ordered to ensure your compliance. It's against the law to delay. This message will repeat until there are none to read it. If there is time, victory position, remember the three F's, front lawn, face up, feet together. Infants and pets, the smallest patriots. As we've gathered by this point, they're asking each and every American citizen to kill themselves and their children with a firearm. Some unfathomable power has threatened the U.S. so badly that fighting back isn't even an option. They're helpless, but the government's so wrapped up in getting a leg up on whatever this imminent danger is that they're preemptively telling everyone to kill themselves to avoid total humiliation. Remember, even in defeat, we claim victory. And nothing's more manipulative than that. To close off the episode, we then see the following. While Local 58 apologizes for the interruption, the hoax apology card that's shown thereafter cements the fact that this wasn't an accident. Local 58 wanted you to see this. They planned it. Show for children. Here, we can observe an updated styling for the Local 58 brand, implying that we've jumped forward in time. I miss this in my prior coverage, but this segment contains VHS distortions at the beginning, implying that this took place sometime after 1976. Interestingly, the actual broadcast that we're about to get into jumps from this, to a very early cartoon, with film grain leading me to believe that whatever they're going to show us is a pre-planned recording of something from the past. Tonight's lineup is of four shows. Show for Children at 4.15am, Community Roundtable at 5, Focus on Culture at 5.20, and Morning Local News at 6.05. Interestingly, Show for Children is playing at an extremely unorthodox hour, where, unless you were up all night watching Adult Swim, an extremely small niche of children would be awake. So who is the intended audience? The next frame shows a transition card with a creepy clown head from a carnival, and following this, we finally get to the show. A grave mistake, featuring a cheerful little character known as Kadav. Now, a quick side note. Kadav, in actuality, is a character in Chris Straub's series of Broodhollow Hollow comics. They're actually pretty good if you ever decide to check them out, but that's another story for another time. The point I'm making here is this effectively solidifies the point that Local 58 contains some level of crossover with his other works. The actual extent of these crossovers remains to be seen, but definitely keep this in mind. So when the show actually begins, we're able to observe Kadav walking through a graveyard with the moon eerily smiling down at him. Kadav seems to be in high spirits with nothing appearing to have gone awry, but shortly, We'll notice that over the course of the episode, he becomes increasingly more disturbed by his encounters. Front lawn, face up, feet together. Kadab did this, and he died. But it wasn't by gunshots, it wasn't by any sort of direct suicide. His entire body was stripped to an even more gruesome depiction of bones after the moon panned over the shots, which leaves me to wonder, was the moon this so-called insurmountable enemy force that was referenced in Contingency? Eh, nah, that's crazy. This is just a cartoon, and the moon's the moon. Surely it can't be killing people, could it? (laughs) Right? Right? Real Sleep, 1983. This video opens up with yet another overhaul of the Local 58 visual styling. This time, we're shown that at 3 o'clock PM, in broad daylight, this stuff's still happening. The broadcast this time appears to be a recording of a personal videotape for a man named Philip Gerhardt. Created by something called the Thought Research Initiative, the video appears to be some sort of instructional guide intended to alter the sleep state of this individual. If we back up and really observe that first slide, we can notice that this cassette is non-transferable, with Philip's ID number shown as being 750117. This effectively implies that there are other tapes like this. So where are these people? What's on theirs? Unfortunately we'll never know the answer to that question, but what we do know is that we have a contradiction. Let's play it back from the beginning. See that? This isn't a broadcast. It's a full personal feed of someone's television screen. For some reason or another, the TV viewer was watching their local broadcasting before seemingly inserting a VHS of this real sleep tape after being reminded to do so. This leaves me to wonder. It almost seems like a full playback of something that a third party was tasked with monitoring. That would be one of the only ways to explain why this episode plays out like a real-time reaction to a reminder prompt, displaying the VHS status and all. With that in mind, let's press on and see what we have to work with. The Real Sleep Tape is divided into three main sections. The first involves a fact versus fiction questionnaire about various sleep-related topics. Among them, they make various claims, such as the fact that dreaming during rapid eye movement sleep is merely correlational, not causal. Dreaming is not necessary for regular sleep function, and that eight hours of sleep is beneficial for both the mind and body. However, these benefits are burdened by frantic nonsensical images and auditory hallucinations we call dreaming. Dreaming is the vestige of a primitive mind. I'm not sure about you, but if you ask me, This is yet another contradiction. In this video, the TRI states that dreaming is correlational to REM sleep, not causal, but constantly goes forth to denounce the necessity of dreaming. So which is it? The second section involves something called the climate map. According to the video, it's defined as an index of electric activity in a brain burdened by dream stimuli. Once mapped, this activity can be triggered by other controlled stimuli, including via the visual cortex. From what I gather here, they're essentially saying that they can alter your brain states with mere visual stimulation. Whether it be lighting, imagery, or hypnotic patterns, they can manipulate you, achieving their desired outcome whenever they need to. If you aren't already weirded out by the methods employed by this bizarre organization, Oh buddy. Just wait. Section 3. Inducing your anti-dream. Close your workbooks and watch the screen. up? So what just happened there? This last section seemed to be divided up into three subsections, and appeared to employ some sort of face distortion effect in each one. I'm just kidding. It's a brain game, I'll explain in a minute. The first subsection is titled Visual Calibration, and here we can see a set of faces that are lit up from various angles. The title of this one implies that they're merely hitting your brain's reset button, greasing the gears, per se for the real sleep exercise that'll soon follow. Anyway, the exercise plays out, and you observe a few seconds of eerily lit, albeit normal-looking faces. Subsection 2, Cortical Memory. Here, we get more of the same, except we have two sets of faces instead of one. This is a mind game, and as we can recall from our prior instruction, we need to be staring at the center of the television at all times. As you may have noticed by doing this, The faces on each side begin to appear distorted, even though in reality, they aren't. This then presents the question of why they're trying so hard to distort our view of other faces. Are they trying to get Philip to freak out around other people? To see others as nothing but a warped figment of his fragile imagination? That would drive someone to insanity. But I wouldn't put that past Local 58. Quick fun fact. This phenomenon's actually a real life experiment. Example coming in 3 2 1 Stare at the center of your television. Creepy, isn't it? Subsection 3 Ablation of Subconscious, or in other words, Surgical Removal of Subconscious. Here they asked you to repeat the phrase, There are no faces, as a myriad of disturbingly warped imagery flashes before you. This is in line with our theme of human perception and their desire to warp our view of other people. There are no faces combined with the title ablation of subconscious is beginning to drive the point home that they want to isolate you, make you lose control so they can gain it. Subsection four, acceptance. Here we're told to read without reading, mostly impossible unless you have a superpower. Don't worry though, I read them for you and I picked out a few of the good ones. Only the awake may think. I dream the world awake. Sleepers pretend I will never dream again. Stay out of your bedroom. When we sleep, we die. Dreaming is a cancer on the face of sleep. We are not meant to dream. So, going by what this cassette is telling us, they don't want us to dream, but they don't want us to sleep either. It seems almost like a far cry from the tone at the beginning when they were telling us how pivotal REM sleep is for the mind and body. So, I'll ask again which is it? Is sleep good or not? I'm sure we all know the answer to that, but for a quick second, take a look at this. What on this screen is not like the others? I'll give you a minute. Alright, time's up. His name, the font, it doesn't have a drop shadow and appears as if it was placed there in post-production. With that in mind, let's move forward to the third section again, as the message on screen stood out to me. No two minds are alike. This instructional video was customized for you, using your personalized Kleidman map. Immediately after this, we can notice that the font changes to something similar to what we observed with Philip's name, and remains as such, until the very end. This tape was altered. Whatever it is that we're seeing in the last two sections was placed there intentionally, and is likely different from not only the original copy, but also from the various other versions that were made for other participants. So, Real Sleep, a personalized tape filled with anti-dream and anti-sleep propaganda, intermixed with brain games involving distorting our view of other people's faces. And hypnosis. Got it. Skywatching, 1994. Here, Local 58's rebranded once more and has a lineup of just three shows. Skywatching, City Council Meeting, and Paid Programming. Afterwards, we're able to notice the Skywatching show attempt to begin before it's hijacked by someone's personal recording with the same name. The video starts out innocent enough, whoever's filming pans over various well-known constellations such as Orion's belt and Pleiades. Though, halfway through the video, it gets a little strange. After swapping out a lens and adjusting focus to the moon, we observe the caption, His throne. And then they zoom in, revealing that the moon is not inanimate. It's a fleshy, organic, and disturbingly alive body of mass. Clearly this person's shocked by what they found, and for good reason. Something they presume to be nothing but a gargantuan rock orbiting Earth was in actuality covered in artificial craters and is transferring some sort of organic matter on its surface. Clearly something's going on up there. Something sinister. But what? So, the moon is hypnotizing people. This could have been useful last time I covered this. Once we get that in-focus shot of the moon when it reappears, we can finally see the full picture. Some sort of dark matter is consuming it from the bottom to the top. This is not a natural moon crescent. Something's overtaken it, and is either utilizing its proximity to Earth to brainwash people, or the moon's been this way this entire time. Just, up until now, we never knew it. Then again, This sort of thing was referenced back in Show for Children. Why, around 25 years later, are people still accidentally discovering this? Back of what we learned in Real Sleep, Weather Service is a broadcast that we'll soon be able to formulate some ties to. Here, Local 58's once again showing their channel lineup before a sudden emergency broadcast takes place. Before we get to that though, you might notice that their lineup visual styling matches that of which we saw back in Real Sleep. This further supports the idea that the VHS that was played back in that one was in fact a recording over the Local 58 channel and not a live broadcast. Anyway, weather service, emergency broadcast, let's see what happens. What in the mother of God was that? We just had a weather alert, nothing big, that appeared to be hijacked by some third party. Throughout the video, we're able to observe conflicting statements saying to stay indoors, to go outside, to look at the moon, and not to look at the moon. Following this, Local 58 appears to regain control before being taken over once more, displaying the following. It's in the light. The moon came in, he found me, through the mirror, moonlight white, white like eyes, not light, but blood, I drown in him, if you are afraid, we will look together. Something's in the moonlights, and god forbid you look up at it. This narrative essentially takes us through the experiences of someone that accidentally observed moonlight through a mirror. Somehow, this moonlight brainwashed or drowned them in some sort of hypnotic trance, just like the person in Skywatching. Interestingly, whoever it is that's typing this refers to the moon as a hymn, driving home the point that this isn't some inanimate object. Like we assumed, it's something much darker. At this point, I'm led to believe that the person hijacking this broadcast is a local 58 employee that was fighting hypnosis and trying their best to get this message out. And it worked. We can hear it. broadcast, same styling, 2014. Tonight's lineup encompasses just two shows, the midnight movie at 12.05, and paid programming at 1.55. Soon after we see this, someone starts backspacing the paid programming text, presumably to warn the viewer on what's about to happen.
1: Proceed to the highlighted route. Continue on Holbrook Park Drive. Then in 500 feet turn right onto North 38th Street. You will arrive at your destination in 2 hours and 28 minutes. Turn right onto North 38th Street. In a quarter mile, turn left onto Merritt Parkway. You are on the fastest available route. Turn left onto Merritt Parkway, then take the Young ramp to Highway 114 North. Traffic ahead, rerouting. In 10 miles take Exit 17, then turn right onto Quarry Utility Road South. You are on the fastest route.
2: Over the course of the next few hours, we'll cut to various parts of this person's drive. As it turns out, they were doing this for the better part of the nights, all guided by some sort of GPS. Oddly, this navigation system doesn't take this person to any sort of legitimate destination. Instead, it takes them to the ass-crack middle of nowhere in some dark wooded area. I'm not entirely sure that this would be a spot that you could specifically route to, but, hey, the GPS is always right, isn't it? Just like TV. Afterwards, the driver then encounters the following. Basis of my theorization just a year and a half ago. My incorrect theorization, because back then, we didn't have real sleep or sky watching. This person's been up all night driving for seemingly no good reason, and appears to be indirectly following the simple instruction outlined by the Real Sleep VHS. To stay awake, because dreaming is the vestige of a primitive mind. It's safe to say that the creature that we're seeing before us is a product of this person's warped mind a result of the hours of so-called sleep experiments that they've had to endure. They're losing grip on reality and blindly obeying the various forms of interactive media at their disposal. The TV, the real sleep tape, and the navigation system. But what about Local 58? Why are they involved in such a complex and seemingly sinister operation that's disintegrating people's sanity? Instructions outlined in Weather Service, combined with the real sleep experiments and the sky watching tape, I'm led to believe that there's some sort of widespread mind control operation going on here. Fundamentally, we need to back up to real sleep and take a hard look at the company running the operation the TRI. They've only shown up in one video, but they're our key to piecing this together. I believe this organization knows that the moon is apocalyptically brainwashing people and has since the very beginning. Evident by their tagline and their channel trailer, they've been researching this longer than most might believe. Local fifty eight isn't public access. It's run by the TRI. Going by the primitiveness of the channel trailer opening. I'm hard-pressed to believe that they discovered the ill effects of moonlight on humans sometime in the 1930s and began research on this because they wanted to utilize it for their own gain, for population control, and for power. Think Umbrella Corporation. These people are probably walled off and barricaded while they use the world's population as subjects for their deranged science experiments. To suddenly condition you about the early stages of their research, they broadcast a contingency. A way to see how you'd react to on-screen media. Surely if it's on TV, it has to be real, right? Then come show for children. The kids need conditioning too. And then in real sleep, we discover in another department of their studies, they're gathering participants for this so-called sleep study. That's in actuality, a wild hypnotic experiment aimed at keeping you awake during the nights. If you're up past dawn, then maybe, you just might go outside and catch a glimpse of the moon. In sky watching, we witness this firsthand. The moon's alive, almost like it's some sort of eldritch abomination, which, if you're unaware, is a creature defined by its disregard for the natural laws of the universe as we understand them. They cannot be described by anything inherently natural and exist as powerful, otherworldly beings. To me, it appears that the dark shroud consuming the moon might be some sort of transformative shift from an inanimate rock into one of these beings. The TRI discovered this in its early stages and are observing the worldwide effects from their barricaded research lab. You might recall during the sky-watching segments that I questioned why people were discovering the ill effects of the moon over the course of decades. Surely, if this were some constant phenomenon, then the entire population would be brainwashed in a matter of days. There is something I found, though, that might be able to explain this. I'm sure most of you have heard of Tempest Films. No? Channel 7? Analog Archives? Anyway, the creator's name is Aidan Chick, and he submitted a post on May 14th of 2019 in the Local58 subreddits outlining a theory that holds some considerable weights. It reads the following. The story of Local58's been right in front of us the whole time. By far the most popular theory about the story of Local Fifty-Eight is the Alien Theory, which basically states that an alien race is hijacking the television signals and sending eerie messages. Some say that the being in, you are on the fastest available routes, is basically confirmation that we're dealing with aliens here. Although this theory makes sense on the surface, I don't think this is actually what Chris was going for, and personally I don't find it very scary. But we've never really stopped to consider Chris Straub's other works, aside from Candle Cove. We'll get into Candle Cove in a bit though. The first thing I want to point out is the interconnected universe. The major works we'll be discussing are Itchore Falls, Brood Hollow, and Candle Cove, all of which take place in Mason County, West Virginia. And that's right, Local 58 takes place there as well. So what can we pull out of this? Well, it means that Local 58's another story in the Mason County Tales, and a lot of the events in this series are pulled from others. Take Itchore Falls for example a town that's been abandoned for years after a chemical accident. When real estate companies try to repopulate the place, they're met with fearsome creatures that look incredibly similar to the creature from on the fastest available routes. In addition, the event in which they appear in is referred to the blood harvest, which very well may be the same events mentioned in weather service. And what about real sleep? Well, in the Candle Cove book, there's a story about an ancient creature that can enter people's dreams. All things considered, The moon's probably the latest addition to Chris Straub's ever-growing collection. With this in mind, I fully believe it. Local 58 seems to exist in an interconnected universe, and this has been right under our nose this entire time. The reason the entire world isn't brainwashed is likely because this phenomenon happens during the aforementioned blood harvest, which could either be an annual event or something that occurs on extremely rare occasion. I liken it to something similar to a full moon on a Friday the 13th. As we can see in the attached image, people that are brainwashed become transformed into ravaged monsters that they've named savagers. Going offhand here, and I could be wrong, but this image could be taking place during a time frame that postdates the events playing out during the Local 58 era. In our current timeline, we could merely be observing the very early psychological shift of these various people and their endgame just might be a full transformation into one of these experimental abominations. With this in mind, all of this seems to be heavily catalyzed by the thought research initiative to not only control the world's population, but also observe what might happen when they undergo their conversion. The thing is, we've learned through years of zombie apocalypse media that this never ends up good. They'll get what's coming, and it's only a matter of time. What merely started as an unrelated set of incoherent videos centering on a local public broadcast station has bloomed into a disturbing and interconnected foundation of lore, incorporating themes centered on hypnosis, disturbing broadcast hijackings, and subliminal manipulation. Whether or not the moon is actually some sort of eldritch abomination, or if this is actually all part of some extended universe, I'm certain on my conjecture that the thought research initiative are the ones behind Local 58s, the station isn't independently run. It never has been. It's manipulative television run by an organization that's set out to control you. Whether or not you let it happen rests solely on your ability to resist temptation, subliminal messaging, and attempts at brainwashing. Don't look at the moon. Stay indoors, question local broadcasting, and just in case, always, Always remember the victory position. Front lawn. Face up. Feet together. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll see you in the next one. I love you all. And good night.
0: Where can you find everything you want to buy? Amazon. What about two-day shipping no matter where I live? Amazon. What about groceries? Yes, Amazon has it. Go to d2rpn.com and click the Amazon banner. Fucking love it. So there I am in my car, listening to shitty music.